it's cool to see Philip Rivers finally doing what you're doing. Yeah, he takes after me, actually. Nebraska lost horribly this last week, so you know football's back. Like, at the end of the day, football is a game. Like, it is still meant to be fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Expansion Buddies podcast. I'm your co-host, Justin Wright, joined by my stalwart friend and co-host, Jared Miller. How are you doing today, Jared? Good. I'm doing good, Justin. You led with friend there, so I was a little worried I got downgraded from co-host. But No, 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 no. I'm not trying to kick you off the podcast. That's that's your job to try to kick me off, remember? I'm not trying to kick you off. Why don't I kick you off? Well... I I hadn't even said anything, and first text I got from you today, hey, you able to record? I can get a replacement easy. Now, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to make sure we can get the weekly episode out. I can't kick you off because if I do, we aren't the expansion buddies anymore, which yeah, is the buddies. You're a little piranha, though. You didn't even let, like, you just decided, hey, can you record tonight? I record every time. I've let you know. It's true. It's true. I want to give a little shout out to my co-host here. He is swamped busy right now between FFA teaching football practice and getting ready to uh, officiate a wedding that we're going to be in this uh, Friday. And he still makes time every week to record with me. So I promise you, sir, I'm not trying to replace you. I appreciate you being here for us every week. And I know the good people out there do too. Thanks, listeners at home. Uh, Yeah, and listeners at home, because Justin has been so busy, he just informed me right before we recorded, he doesn't exactly know how things went down on Monday night in Vegas between the Raiders and the Ravens. He knows who won, but he doesn't quite know how. Yeah, fill me in. I'm I'm excited to learn. All right, so before I uh, tell you what happened, I will read you a description that I saw some uh, quote unquote expert give describing the end of this game. And it's very accurate. He said it was like watching two people learn how to play Madden in real time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh, so, so the game goes to overtime, right? Tw- tied 27, 27. Mm-hmm. And I believe it was the Raiders who had the ball first in overtime. They drove down. Derek Carr makes a great pass to uh, Hunter Renfro, I think it was. And it looked like he got in for a touchdown. Upon review, he got knocked out at the one-yard line. So the Raiders had the ball first and goal at the one. Okay. Well, then there's a false start, and they back up to the six, still in the red zone. Well, shortly after that, your boy Derek Carr throws an interception. No, So no. they get no points out of it. All right, now the next score wins. Field goal wins it for the Ravens. They start driving. Then your boy Lamar Jackson fumbles it, and it's recovered by the Raiders. And then the Raiders go down, and then they get a touchdown and actually win it. But it put everybody, I think, watching, if you were Raiders or Ravens fan, through cardiac arrest yikes yeah so if you i'd watch those highlights i would highly recommend it if, if you're a knowledgeable football fan it was painful to watch because it was bad football but if you're a casual fan it was fun and entertaining <laughs> man that was it's it was an interesting week for football there's some things i didn't expect uh some things that i did expect and it was a little whack. Um, can we talk, I think, about the biggest surprise? Yeah, let's do of it. the weekend. I think I know who you're going to talk about, and I have a question for you pertaining yeah. to that. You're talking about Pittsburgh, right? No. Oh, okay. So we're going to go. We have a different opinion on the biggest surprise. All right. I, I think the biggest surprise to me was the Texans clinic they put on the Jaguars. Okay. Yeah, now, but- I, I, I could understand them winning, but I did not think the Jaguars were going to be so flaccid. I like that. Uh, I like that word. Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, Trevor Lawrence lost his first ever regular season game in going all the way back to high school. He's never lost in the regular season till now. 
I'm not surprised that the Texans won. I'm surprised they won the way they won. Yeah. They were a potent offense in the first half, scoring 14 in the first quarter, 13 in the second, and then they scored seven and three to end out the game in the second half. They they definitely went down, but they played fairly competent football. And granted, it was the Jags, but... You know, I, I did what it, when we did our predictions a few weeks ago, I think I had the Texans winning two, maybe three games. And uh, definitely one of those wins was against Jacksonville. Well, it's not that surprising. It's just, again, how much they won by. I thought it would be kind of a mm-hmm. an ugly victory, but it was fairly competent. So to you, does, it, does that say more about Houston or Jacksonville? Jacksonville. I agree. I agree. I think that, and to me, if we want to even pinpoint that down further, it says a lot about Urban Meyer as a coach. I don't think he makes it the year. I, I think he makes it the year unless it's absolutely terrible. But I think, I think Jacksonville has a top three draft pick. Again? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, not looking good for the Jags right out of the gate for sure. Um, and, and, you know, give credit to the Texans, of course. Tyrod Taylor looked uh, like he had something to prove, as you told me the other night after while we were talking about this. But I, I totally agree with you. This says more about the Jags. And they turn around and have to play the Broncos here next week. And, yeah, I have no reason to think Denver won't beat them also. Um, And this is going to make Daniel and some Broncos fans happy. I think Denver is going to eat the Jags alive. Gobble Denver. So that's another... I was a little bit more surprised than I thought I would be Denver. I kind of thought they would win this game, but I thought, I thought the giants would put up a fight or at least more of a fight than they did. The, the Broncos kind of feasted on our, our G men this week. Yeah, they did. Uh, won by a couple touchdowns, if I remember right. I can't remember. Twenty-seven to thirteen. Yeah, so one scoreless by... in the first quarter, and then ten, seven, and ten down the stretch. Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty good. Twenty-eight out of thirty-six for two hundred sixty-four yards and two tutters. <laughs> tutters is that what we're calling touchdowns now? I love it. Yeah, tutters. Uh, yeah. I'm not necessarily shocked the Broncos won either. I don't know if I expected the Giants to put up a fight or not. I don't didn't know really what to make of the Giants going into this season. I thought they would have been a little bit better. But, you know, if you look at it quarterback-wise, Daniel Jones and Teddy Bridgewater had dang near similar yardage Dang near the same yardage, honestly. Jones had 267 yards on the day on a 22 completions out of 37 attempts. 264 for Teddy Bridgewater, better completion percentage. Uh, Daniel Jones had a touchdown, passing, and then a touchdown rushing. You know, it's, I don't know what's going on there in New York, but they just, they they could not pull it together. From what I saw, and granted, I watched this game through Red Zone, so only I only saw what was in, um, you know, in the Red Zone. But all things considered, Daniel Jones, I didn't think looked terrible. He had some nice throws, uh, from what I saw. But Teddy Bridgewater is, I think, definitely a step up, an improvement over Drew Locke from last year for the Broncos. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. I have not watched the highlights of this game yet, but Teddy Bridgewater, I've always felt like if he's at his peak, is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. And I don't think he played at his peak, probably even against the Giants. But uh, yeah, I taking it back to this coming matchup, yes, they're going to curb stomp Jacksonville, I think. Uh, the Jaguars are... I know it's only a week in here, but they're, they look to be a mess again. And uh, it's something we've said a lot on the show that just because you have the number one overall pick, it's not a fix all. 
Mm -hmm. and they're still going to have some issues moving forward. So, yeah, Jacksonville, uh, I know you have the golden football Jesus now, but maybe don't get your hopes too high for the 2021 season just yet. Yeah. I do want to say before we move off the Broncos, um, I, I feel so bad for Jerry Judy. Yeah, that Man. was, that was brutal. what they say? At least six weeks. He's going to be out for a while, then that's, Man, it's 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 really too bad because I think I think he was really set to have a good year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was looking good, you know, this weekend. Um, and then yeah, it just I saw him get carted off the field. I'm like, oh no! It's always uh, you obviously never want to see anyone get injured, but it's always even harder to see in the first couple weeks. The season's just going. These guys are, you know, as anticipated for their season as we as fans are and when it gets derailed so early like that it's hard to watch yeah um, the good news is it's not season ending from what i've heard and from what i understand but mm-hmm. you know you hope that the recovery goes well and that he's back as soon as possible because not only for him uh but he's a big part of what the broncos want to do down there in denver this year yeah and and jerry judy i think i wasn't super sold on him last year but I think he has got the makings of an elite receiver. I think he w- looked okay last year, but I think he could be great. I I am I'm drinking the Kool Aid, Broncos this, fans. Mm, what flavor is it? Uh, what cherry. what flavor of Kool Aid would the Broncos be? Cherry. Okay. Uh, who actually? No, they might. They might be orange flavored because they're orange. I hey. <laughs> That's as sound as logic as any here. Um, yeah, going to be interesting to see what the Broncos do. And the thing with Ju- the Judy situation, too, is uh, at least over the next two games, the next two games I feel are quite winnable without him over Jacksonville. And then they got the Jets coming yeah. to town after that. Uh, it might get a little tougher with the Ravens and the Steelers. Uh, and that'll serve as a nice transition because I want to ask you a question about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, are it's only week one and I understand that we don't want to jump to conclusions, but they, in my opinion, had the upset of the first week beating Buffalo, uh, in Buffalo. So do you think the Steelers are fool's gold again this year? Kind of like they were at the beginning of last year, or do you think this team could actually be legitimate this go round? Um, I think they're, they're more like Schrodinger's cat. Um, they could be either. And I know that's like a cop-out answer. Like any team could be good this year, Justin, but it depends on which side of the ball you're looking at. Because when I look at the defense, my Lord, that defense. Oh, it's beautiful. They're good. They're, I mean, they're, they're a top five defense. They're, they're an incredible defense and they just paid TJ Watt. I think he's set to just have a monster of a year and you know, the building that they have done, the building they have done on this defense, you know, TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, man, it's, it's a good defense. Yeah, it is. But looking at the offense, a different story, (laughs) different story. Juju is not nearly as good as he was when he had Antonio Brown opposite of it. Antonio Brown took a lot of the heat nuts. I, I was really high on Juju and he's a good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but he's not able to put as much production up as he once did with some like Brown opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also had some ball security issues lately that, that worry me a bit. Because he had an issue, I think it was, was it this game or am I misremembering something from a while ago? But he he got the ball hit out. But um, I don't know. I I worry to put a lot of stock in the Pittsburgh Steelers at the moment. I wouldn't. Uh, I I tend to agree with you. If I had to choose contender or pretender right now, I'm still gonna say pretender. 
you know, I said it to you maybe regarding this game when we talked about it a couple of days ago, even a broken clock is right two times a day. And yeah. I just think that Pittsburgh may have stumbled into a win here. Now it's an impressive win nonetheless to beat a team like Buffalo, a team that I think is going to win the Super Bowl, if certainly maybe be in it this year. But, uh, you know, week one is also weird and there's some rust for some teams. Some teams have flash in the pans of greatness. Uh, I don't think you can put a whole lot of stock into a ton that happens in week one, but I I'm with you. I certainly would not put a lot of stock into the Steelers right now. No. And I think we're all high on the bills, but they had a lot of off field drama kind of going on or a lot of off field detention. I should say not necessarily drama going on with their quarterback and one of their receivers. We're not going to get into that, but. For sure. Maybe, maybe they're a little distracted. I, I do. I, I really liked Josh Allen, but he didn't always look that good. Good today. Good this week. He had some passes that were off. Um, yeah. And I mean, dude threw the ball 51 times in this game. Yeah. And he only had one touchdown to show for it in 270 yards. Now, 270 yards for a lot of quarterbacks is a better than average or at least average day. For Josh Allen, though, you expect numbers like three touchdowns, 300 plus yards. You know, he didn't have an interception still, but yeah, it was not a, his most impressive game. Mm-hmm. And as far as Ben Roethlisberger, they, I think, um, Steelers coach, I think is the coaching staff is really going back to his strong suits right now. Short passes, uh, pitches, you know, to, to running backs, things that are, you know, easy, safe completions and just, you know, high percentage plays. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it wasn't a crazy high scoring game for the, for the Steelers 23. Yeah, and they won um, by a touchdown margin, and they got a touchdown off of a blocked punt. So yeah. read into that what you will also. But their defense kept them in that game because, again, first half, no score. They were down by 10. And then their defense, you know, I think kept them in it. It's a miracle that it was only 10 points they were down by. Yeah, and exactly. Normally, I guess a team like Buffalo, if you score nothing in the first half, you're in big trouble down the stretch. Um, And Pittsburgh scored 17 of their points in that fourth quarter. Yeah, They waited till the end to kind of pour it on. And I mean, hey, a win's a win. You get it however you can get it. But that is not a formula for sustained success in most games. Yeah. Um, The other one I was watching that was a bit crazy in terms of in terms of comeback stories was the Detroit Lions. Hey, about those Lions. They almost uh really did something shameful to the 49ers. Yeah, that was a bit more of a game than I think anybody thought it was going to be. I sh- me included. <laughs> yeah. Um the Lions in in regulation time had a chance, had a chance to tie or win the game. Um, the Niners, and then I, I know I, it's easy to blame Jimmy Garoppolo, but Jimmy Garoppolo had a pretty dang good day. I, I mean, yeah, you know, he went 17 but, of 25, 314 yards. <laughs> um, But... He uh, he threw the ball to his receiver right at the end, and they only need a first down to win. And uh, oh boy, who was that receiver? Um, I I did not see the end of that game, so I don't know. I know that uh, I all I know is the 49ers were blowing them out of the water at halftime, and then all of a the sudden they weren't. <laughs> yeah, but. All they needed was a first down. The guy gets the first down and then gets hit and the ball comes out. Brutal. 
yeah, it, it was it was rough. So speaking of the 49ers, what do you think of them putting in Trey Lance for literally one play, him throwing the touchdown and then right back out? Yeah, that's um that's that interesting. Little, that was a little strange to me. Um, I maybe Kyle Shanahan kind of wants to you know ease him in, dip his toes in the water, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, um, so that he gets maybe some confidence built up, kind of gets used to the speed of things. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the thought process was there. All I know is that Trey Lance now in his NFL career is one for one for a touchdown. It's pretty good, uh, <laughs> pretty good ratio right there. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was either. We've talked about this whole quarterback situation down in the Bay. I think Jimmy G is going to be the starter for maybe midway through if not more than this season and then Lance might get his shot at the end I mean we all know that inevitably this is Trey Lance's job or they expect Mm -hmm. it to be his job but uh yeah I just thought that was a weird little wrinkle in that game um but yeah Lions did not say die no um and I think that's a lot due to the mentality that head coach Dan Cabell's Campbell has brought in. Uh, I've been on the record. I really like him. And we are either going to remember him in a very fond light or in a very joking light, I think. Yeah, as most of the Lions coaches tend to leave us. (laughs) But. Uh, And then I thought all things considered, the team looked pretty good. Jared Goff looked like, I think, He's he's in a better fit than than he was with the Rams. Yeah, but I thought he looked all right. Um, nothing ex- insane. He had he had a good day though. And that's about what I think you can expect from Jared Goff when he's playing uh, at his best is solid performances. Um, staying in it, keeping his team in it. Uh, next week the Lions turn around Monday Night Football. They're going to play the Packers, who I also want to talk to you about. <laughs> Because the Packers, as you know, got schmucked. Well, let me let me tell you about the Packers. They've been busy going to the laundromat this past week since the game because they crapped the bed. <laughs> they absolutely didn't. Aaron Rodgers did not look like he wanted to be there. He didn't look like he was really all that passionate about what he was doing, which with this trend the situation that transpired kind of makes sense, but still it was bad. They, they just got manhandled by the saints. Jameis Winston had a heck of a day. This was beyond bad. Um, This was, uh, you would talk a little bit about maybe the bills being distracted going into their game. This is what actual distractions can really do to you when you, I think the Packers were just, I I don't know what they were. I don't know what Aaron Rodgers was. I don't know what that offense was. I don't know what that team was. That is not the Packers we're used to watching. I can't remember the last time they lost a game by more than 30 points. Um, I just, I was shocked at that outcome. Uh, The Saints, uh, I think the Saints are going to be, despite this win still slightly above average team this year. Okay. I think it's still the bucks division to win. Um, I think the saints would have a tough road in the NFC to navigate a potential playoff, but I I think this says way more about the Packers than it does the saints. And I'm not trying to take away from what new Orleans did because um, Jameis played excellent. Uh, The saints Mm -hmm. as a team played excellent, but the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers, th- this this has the makings to be a very bad ending between the the two, and yeah. uh, I know it's only one game, but boy, you just don't see Green Bay on the other side of a scoreline like this. Um, and I don't know if it was just a bad day by Aaron Rodgers, or if this is just him really not wanting to be there and not putting his heart into how he's playing. Uh, but for the, the reigning MVP to have 133 passing yards and two interceptions and no touchdowns is yikes. I mean, I just don't know how else to say it. Yikes. Green Bay's in yikes mode right now. 
Yeah. I mean, are you if you're a Packers fan, are you hitting the panic button yet? I'd give another week. Aaron Rodgers is undefeated in weeks after losses um, in his career. So I think I wait till next week. And if he, if there's a similar performance, then I'm, I'm full panic mode. Yeah. If you go home, because the Packers are going to be back home next week. If you go home and you drop one to the Lions, who we just gave credit to for being a, a fighting team, but uh, you're expected to beat the Lions if you're the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. If they lose that game, I'm definitely hitting the panic button, but I might be hitting it a little bit right now too because if you had just lost to the Saints by 10 points or a touchdown, that'd be a different story. But this, this was ugly. And I don't know what to read into this, but I think something definitely needs to be read into this. Uh, and it's not going to get easier after the Lions. You've got a matchup on the road with the 49ers, and we know how the Packers as of late have fared against the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Steelers, and yeah, I don't know. But Green Bay is maybe not the Green Bay – well, I know they're not the Green Bay we're used to seeing, and – Man, that week one performance might be an indication that they're not the Green Bay I thought they were going to be this year. I thought this was going to be a team that rampaged through the NFC North, won it with ease, and made some noise in the playoffs. And after this, I don't really have a lot of reason to believe that. Yeah. Like I said, I want to wait one more week see how it looks but i think it's pretty evident that with everything that transpired with between rogers and the packers there's definitely some bad blood there for sure uh you don't think that aaron Rodgers is doing the old uh adam sandler from the longest yard thing and just throwing games now do you i don't think so because ultimately if he does want out of green bay and he still wants to play it's just going to hurt his stock Exactly. Exactly. I don't think he's doing that either, but you know, of course that's an idea that's been floated around the internet a little bit because the internet likes to have fun with things like this. Uh, but the, the good news for the Packers is, I guess, is that everyone in the NFC North lost this first week. So it's basically just another preseason for game for all of them. I mean, yes, it goes against the record, but no one's a leg behind still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, Rough, rough go for the Bears down in L.A. on Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> and I think uh, I'll be the first to say it as the resident Seahawks fan. I am scared of the L.A. Rams. They are a very good football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense scares me. Their offense scares me. Matt Stafford looked sharp as ever in his first game down in L.A., on Sunday night. I, I thought the Rams were going to win this game. I'm not surprised that they won this game by 20 points. Uh, I think that score very accurately represents the talent differential between the two teams, but boy, uh, the Rams are going to be a force, not only in our division, but I think in the conference as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have begrudgingly nothing but nice things to say about the Rams this week. Um, they scare me. Yeah. Stafford looked good. They ran hard. And they played well against the Bears, who are still a, a fairly cromulent defense, all things considered. Yeah, they uh, the Bears, you know, there was some stuff in that game defensively that was like, yikes. But like you said, let's not forget this is still a, a good defense. Um, the Bears are a playoff team from a year ago. Uh, they were the seventh seed, of course, but they still are a playoff team. Uh, and... I don't know. The the Rams just, uh, if we want to talk again about who that game said more about, I think it said more about the Rams. Um, also, I just want to, just a little side note, SoFi Stadium down there in Los Angeles, beautiful Ooh, venue. It is gorgeous, man. I, Holy cow. That has quickly jumped to the top of my list, bucket list of where I want to see a game. Um, I've been to two NFL stadiums. Obviously, love the Seahawks stadium. I was blown away 
by the stadium in Minneapolis, but man, SoFi Stadium looks like it's on another level. I want to see a game there very badly. Me too. Holy cow. Um, and then the other team that plays at SoFi Stadium that didn't this weekend because they were on the road, the Chargers got by the Washington football team uh, 20 to 16 in a game that was closer than I thought it would be. Still got the same outcome I expected, but uh, what do we make of that game? Um, it was unfortunate. I think, uh, I think, uh, a lot of that game had to do with, uh, Fitzpatrick getting hurt. Yeah, that was all. Yeah, that was not good. That was, that bummed me out. The Chargers only won by four points. I think if Fitzpatrick had been able to stay in, cause he only got six passing attempts. He got hurt really early on. Yeah. Heineke played well. He kept in that game. But I think Fitzpatrick could have has a little bit more arm talent, is obviously a veteran of many, many teams. I think he could have probably done a little bit more there, gotten uh, some better throws off. And I think the football team could have won that. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with yeah. you for sure. Um, and then flipping it to the Chargers side of things, Justin Herbert had a – Justin Herbert day, as far as numbers go, 31 of 47 attempts, 337 yards, a touchdown did have an interception. Um, but, uh, the chargers, I did expect them to win by a little more. If I'm being honest with you, um, this is a team I said a few weeks ago that I really believe in this year that I really think is going to take a next step into being a playoff team and to even maybe making some noise in the postseason. Um, you know, wins a win, but, I expect, and maybe I just wasn't giving Washington enough credit here for being a talented team also. Uh, but I, I did. Yeah, think Washington is not as much as a joke as they have been in the past couple of years. Yeah, no, for sure. And Heineke, as you said, uh, who's going to have to be their quarterback here in the next few weeks. Uh, they're still in good hands. I think, I mean, you as a Buccaneers fan should know that from the playoffs. Yeah. But, that he's still a very viable option at quarterback. Um, and they are playing the giants this week who we just talked about. Um, I think they'll win again, or I think they'll get their first win. I should say against the giants, but uh, yeah, it was a closer game in Washington than I expected it to be. Um, the game that was not at all close. And I thought maybe should have been, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals, just handing it to the Tennessee Titans. The Cardinals put on what I would like to call a clinic in football. Unfortunately, the person they gave to clinic to is supposed to be a professional football team. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if the Tennessee Titans realize that. Yeah. Um, by halftime of this game, the Cardinals were up 24 to six on the Titans. And I was, I was shocked in a way, but then when you look at the talent that's on this roster, can you really be shocked? I mean, Kyler Murray did Kyler Murray things, four touchdowns, almost 300 passing yards, um, ran for a touchdown. That dude is a video game uh, in and of himself. But then you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who had two of those touchdowns. You had Christian Kirk, who had two of those touchdowns. You have Chase Edmonds and James Conner on the ground. And then the defense. Let's talk about J.J. Watt. Talk about he looked Ch real good. <laughs> How about Chandler Jones with five sacks? Five mm -hmm. sacks. Uh yeah, that just as the Rams are scary in the NFC West, I think the Cardinals are going to be really scary also. And the Titans, uh, that's who the Seahawks turn around and play this week at home. Um, I really hope we see that version of the Titans because I would like another win. I'd like to go 2-0. And if the Titans don't come with a better game plan, uh, the Seahawks are going to be 2-0 because what I saw out of Tennessee on Sunday – was just some uninspired and some stupid football, just stupid decisions, mm -hmm. man. And uh, I still think long-term the Titans are going to be all right. I think Mike Vrabel's a good enough coach that he'll write this ship 
but uh, not. Well, Vrabel you... at times looked like he was surprised, but by what was happening. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't see a ton of this game. What What do you mean? Like he just from the sideline looked like, like he was in yeah, shock he, he, too. He, he looked like he was surprised. Huh. Interesting. Um, I mean, you don't think that possibly these Tennessee Titans maybe slept on the Cardinals a little bit going into this game. They, they may have. Cause they were at home. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That is interesting though. Uh, either way though, the Cardinals came out with a 38 to 13 win. And, uh, I think that the Cardinals definitely established themselves as a legitimate division contender, playoff contender. I think the Titans are lucky. They play in the AFC South with Houston and Jacksonville because, uh, that sort of performance is not going to be good enough to win many games this year. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to bounce the other around. thing. Well, oh, one thing Go before, ahead. we can't forget. We almost didn't talk about Julio Jones and his, uh, his personal foul that turned yeah. a three, a third and one into a third and 16. Yep. That's what I was meant when I said stupid football. I would. Yeah. 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 That was it cost the team big time cost the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't do stuff like that. And a guy like Julio should know, should know better. You know, you're a veteran in this league. You know what it takes to help your team win. And uh, that just can't happen. It just can't happen. Um, And and obviously in a blowout like this, it's not the only thing that made the difference, but it all contributes to the momentum. It all contributes to, um, you know, it all contributes to the loss is what I should say. So yeah, that was uh, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Cardinals looked good. I'm scared. Uh, let's just keep it in the NFC West. Then uh, let's talk about my boys. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised with the Seahawks offense. It's I, I think I told you shortly after that game. Uh, it's surprising isn't it what happens when you if you're Pete Carroll and you let the offensive coordinator call the shots a little more and you turn the offense over to what uh what you're good at Mm -hmm. uh I was uh you know not surprised but happy with Russ's performance four touchdowns no interceptions uh Tyler Lockett man I love that guy so much he does some of the craziest things uh the first touchdown of the game he just made an insane adjustment to position his body to catch that ball and then right before half deep 69 yard i think it was touchdown pass from russ to him just teardrop put it in there perfectly um i don't like to think about where the seahawks would be without tyler lockett uh dk metcalf got one um and our our new receiver uh I think it was Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, no, excuse me. Gerald, Gerald, Ger- f- goodness, Gerald Everett. Uh, <laughs> we got over from the Rams actually had a touchdown too. So through the air, the Seahawks looked really good. Uh, it encouraged me for the rest of the season on the ground. We didn't score at all, but Chris Carson uh, almost had a hundred yards rushing still on 16 carries. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what he can bring to the table. Um, and then our defense, I thought, looked pretty good, all things considered. They got to Carson Wentz often and made him uncomfortable, made him skittish in the pocket, sacked him a few times. Uh, it turned out to be a huge difference maker in the game. Um, so I, I cautiously saying I'm excited about what I'm seeing from the Seahawks so far, and we'll see what we get against the Titans this weekend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, though, like, how do you think uh, Carson looked to you? You know, he didn't break too many big ones. Uh, I think he just had one of one rush of more than 20 yards, which was fine with me because we were in a situation where we were having so much success through the air that the running game wasn't as crucial, but I know it's not always going to be that way, especially when we play some of these better defenses. Um, I think he looked good i'll say good i won't say great though 
Yeah, he didn't look like he was too uh, too afraid to run, though. No, no, for sure. Uh, he looks healthy right now, uh, and he says he's healthy. He feels great right now. I hope it stays that way, like I said, because he is somebody that has suffered some injury troubles in the past. But, uh, yeah, I was very pleased with what I saw. Yeah. Um, speaking of quarterbacks that coming off of injuries that looked good, can we talk about Dak Prescott? Uh, yeah, I guess we haven't talked about your opening night win yet. No, not yet. I, I'll admit, I think I underestimated the Cowboys. The Cowboys looked rather good offensively, especially their defense still. I have questions about, but they played better than I thought they would. Dak coming off an injury like that, I was very surprised. He was not afraid to use his legs. Um, He didn't seem like he was gun shy. And man, I think he's back to form, honestly. Uh, But the Cowboys look good. Um, CD Lamb uh, really scares me. Yeah, I don't think I uh, quite realized from last year how good he is. <laughs> so there's a reason I wanted him on my fantasy team this year, man. Yeah, he's he's a monster. Um, I will say it's not necessarily a call out, but it's a mini call. It's a it's a junior call out. <laughs> call out Leonard Fournette. You caused Tom Brady to get an interception that should not have been an interception. I, I don't know if you watched it. It was a screen pass to the left. Yep. It like bounces off his fingers and into the hands of the defender, causing it a turnover. But then later in the game, when we needed a play, he makes this insane catch. Like Tom Brady's falling, doing a Patrick Mahomes kind of throw. And he just reaches up, like twists his body, catches it. It's like, really? You catch that, but you don't catch this one? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what play you're talking about. Uh, funny guys sometimes, man. They make the easy plays look hard and the hard plays look easy. Um, I like that, a mini call-out. And if I had to give a mini call-out from that game, it would have to be Cowboys kicker Greg Zerline. And I know he's coming off a of back surgery this offseason, but if he makes uh, both of those field goals that he missed, uh, the Cowboys win that game. because they Maybe, don't... we don't know. That's true. It could have changed the... You're, you're playing the what if game right now. I know. I know. I know. Um, but I di- I will say, speaking of Greg's line, when he kicked the field goal that he made at the end with a minute, some left, uh, I knew about then that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to win that game. Because if you leave Tom Brady a minute 30 on the clock with a timeout, you've just left the man in eternity. Mm-hmm. And he did will- exactly what I thought he was going to do. The Buccaneers looked clinical in that last drive. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady did post a very funny picture. I think it was on Instagram. Like a Bruce Arians talking to him the first uh, before the game, like, hey man, let's get our stuff done. Let's not have to win in a comeback. And it is after the game, Tom Brady walked off the field, me winning a comeback. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much how it played out. Yeah. Um, I think our defense, uh, one of the things is our defense, uh, needs to tighten up a little bit. It's first game of the season. And I think they're just not quite, uh, they, they need a, like maybe a break in game or two. Um, there's some moments where just, and just some unlucky things like, uh, fairly early into the game in the, in the second, well, I guess about middle of the game, there was a point where Dak Prescott threw a, really bad pass um it was basically to levante david um but he was he was running across the field um and he obviously goes to 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 defend that ball and he puts his hand out to try to catch it and it blocks it and if he just let that go i think it's devin white was behind him it was in his numbers yeah. It would have been a guaranteed turnover, um, turned into a field goal. So it's not that bad, but it's, it's, it's like, it's just unlucky. It's not like he, he did the right thing, but he knew like he, he was upset. He took his helmet off 
threw it on the ground. He was really upset. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, yeah, we still won the game, but I think uh, they're going to clean it up and I think we'll be fine. But for sure. And those sorts of it things. was a, it was a nail biter. Let me tell you, it was a good game. It was a really good way to start the season off. Uh, it was an excellent game. Actually, the Cowboys, like you said, kind of put up more of a fight than I thought they would quite honestly. Yeah. Um, and then another good game in the week one slate on Sunday. How about the Browns and the chiefs? Yeah, that was a good game. Um, the Browns kind of fell flat in the second half. That's, that's the biggest thing. And the Browns have been known to do that with this current uh, coaching regime. They, they put all the gas in right away. And then there's, there's halftime adjustments and they don't always adjust back. They kind of just keep the same. Yeah. Um, I think I, yeah, anyway, I'll let you talk. The Browns, to kind of pick a half that they're going to fall flat in this time. It was the second half, but if you'll remember the playoff game, the last game they played uh, against these chiefs last year, it was this, the first half. They were kind of flat in the second half. They poured mm-hmm. it on and it just wasn't quite enough. Um, but yeah, I think what you had here was two of the better teams in the AFC duking it out for uh, early AFC supremacy and the Chiefs showed the new up-and-comers that, hey, we're still one of the top dogs in this conference, and you're really going to have to work for it if you want to beat us, especially mm-hmm. at home. Uh, Chiefs are poised for another really good year this year. Why wouldn't you believe in them with Mahomes and all the weapons they have? Uh, but, man, the Browns, right there with them. And yeah, uh, these two could honestly meet again in the playoffs this year, and – I wouldn't be surprised. This could even be a very early preview of a potential AFC championship. I don't know, but uh, this was an excellent game all around. Uh, I think you saw a lot of good things out of both teams. Baker's got to find the end zone though. He didn't have any touchdowns passing. He had an interception, Um, but very tightly contested contest between uh, two of the better teams in this league. Uh, what what game do you want to touch on next that we haven't talked about? Um, I was thinking Carolina and the Jets. Um, Sam Darnold had himself a nice little revenge game. He sure did. Uh, yeah, um, what did he do? Almost 300 passing yards and a touchdown, I think. Yes. Um, so, final score was 19-14. So, not crazy big numbers. Um. But Darnold, yeah, had 24 out of 35, 279 yards and a tutter. Um, Christian Caffrey was solid. Um, Sam Darnold had um, a rushing touchdown. So, so two tutters total on the day. Yeah, two tutters total on the day. And then uh, the receiving touchdown went to Robbie Anderson. And that was that was a pretty, pretty pass. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I'll be honest. I have to watch the highlights of this one too. Um, but looking at this box score, another tale of two halves for sure. Yes. Uh, the Panthers scored 16 of those 19 points in the second quarter. The Jets scored nothing in the first half. And then the Jets scored all 14 of theirs in the second half. Uh, my boy, Zach Wilson had two tutters himself, had an interception but I'd say as a rookie in your first regular season game in the NFL, it's not, not horrible. Um, there's definitely some room for improvement though. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think Sam Darnold's found a good home. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, Pat McAfee's tweets. Like, so now that Sam Darnold's away from Adam Gase, is he now a hall of famer? <laughs> Um, like halfway through the game, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, man. Well, we've talked about it on this show that he's, I think, definitely poised for better days ahead in his career now that he's away yeah. from Adam Gase. But uh, I agree with you. I think the Panthers are a good spot for him. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what he can do with the Panthers team that has talent but is playing in a tough division. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what what this season brings for Carolina. 
Um, and then as far as the Jets go, I'm not going to put a whole lot on this loss. Um, I think you just need a little time to get get the Robert Sala train moving in New York, but it will get going. And I think the Jets are still going to have a much better season this year than they had last year. Yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll uh, see and, how it goes. And then some, some rivals of the Jets there. Uh, the Dolphins beat the Patriots by a point. In Foxborough. I, My man. What do we always say here at the Expansion Buddies? The Dolphins are always good for at least one win against the Patriots every year. And, yes, this one came on the road up there in New England. Uh, I, you love to see it. You love to see it. Even though the Patriots maybe aren't the same, quote, unquote, uh, uh, empire that they used to be, I st- it does my heart good to see New England lose. I'll just say that. Yeah, that was uh that was a pretty fun game to watch. Um the Dolphins spread it out pretty good um with their score keeping, you know, they they were not a two half team or one half team. Um although they they just couldn't get anything done in the fourth quarter. To uh yeah. to a look you know, I don't know. It's it's still kind of juries out on him. Um, one touchdown, one interception, two hundred two yards. Yeah. Uh, with a rushing touchdown added on to it. And then on the uh, other side, you had old Mac and Cheese uh, making his first regular season start. Uh, one tutter, no interceptions, and two hundred eighty-one yards. So, pretty solid performance by uh by that rookie as well. Yeah, I do think uh, Jalen Waddle is going to be the real deal down there in uh, in Miami, though. He, uh, he oh, looked yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you're excited about him, and not just because he's on your fantasy team. Yeah, he is a uh, looking to be a good receiver. Did you play him this week? I can't remember. Um, I don't think I did, which was a mistake. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, yeah, so the Dolphins are actually the only team in the AFC East with a win right now. 1-0 atop the division. How about that? Yeah, maybe uh, they'll stay there. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. 16 games to go. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. And then the only other two games we haven't touched on yet, we'll do some like rapid-fire reactions to them because we still got to do shout-outs before we close up here. Uh, yep. e- Eagles blow out the Falcons. All I'm going to say about this one is uh, they should have beat the Falcons. Let's not Let's not go overboard yet on the Eagles. Uh, they essentially beat a, co- a community college here. If I was going to say the Falcons should have gone to the Cardinals game. So they learned how to play football. Exactly. Exactly. So congratulations, Philly. You got a big time win, but it was just against the Falcons. Let's, let's not read too much into it. Uh, and if you're the Falcons, uh Oh, it's going to be a long season. <laughs> uh Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> And then the other game, uh, the Bengals beat the Vikings in overtime. Uh, nearly could have been another tie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, glad to see Joe Burrow healthy out there playing football. Hopefully he can stay that way. Um, Bengals looked all right. Uh, this was just the Vikings, but a win's a win. Um I think the Bengals could maybe be third in this division this year. Maybe they could overtake the Steelers. Uh, who knows, but yeah, Bengals are one and oh, Vikings are oh and one. And if you're the Vikings, I think, uh, let's just say there's some work to be done. Yeah. Uh, any, any additions you want to make onto what I said there? Um, what I learned from the Vikings game, the Vikings Bengals game, the, my biggest takeaway was that I learned that Eli Apple is still employed in the NFL. And I couldn't believe it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Eli Apple. The Bengals a, have him on their team. That is a name I consistently forget and then get reminded of. Yeah. That, I thought, honestly, he had gotten – I thought he was out. I thought he was un, unsigned free agent. You know, dude had six tackles in this game. I'm just going to yeah, throw that out he there. He also got kind of torched. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins kind of had his way with him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so anyway, pretty wild week one uh, to round out my final thoughts here. Uh, some surprises, some not so surprises. 
the most important thing though is the expansion buddies are both undefeated still one and no it feels good yes sir it does all right we'll let's see how this uh next week goes yes sir uh like i said we've got the titans you guys have a big one with the rams right no i'm a week ahead no, you have that's, the falcons. that's yeah we got the falcons okay so, uh, should... so that'll be a that'll be a game that will be a game. Uh, actually, hopefully, it's not a game for you on for your sake. It should be <laughs> should be taken care of pretty quick. If the Eagles are able to drop thirty two on the Falcons, who knows what you guys can do to them? Yeah, um, it should be interesting for sure. Uh, all right, let's get to shout outs. Do you want to go first? Um, yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to shout out the the Detroit Lions for converting an onside kick and scoring off of it. Right. Uh, you don't see a ton of onside kicks, and they did it rather well. Yeah, you don't see a ton of successful ones. <laughs> that's for sure. I should, I guess, shout out their kicker, I guess, um, to be perfectly fair. Now, question, because I haven't seen it. Was the onside kick actually executed brilliantly by the kicker, or did the 49ers screw it up? Um, I think uh, the Lions... Um. Um my train of thought kicker is yes gone i thought i thought the lions uh did it just fine okay yeah i'll have to watch that highlight because i know that when an onside kick is successful either one of two things happens the kicker absolutely crushes it and does it beautifully or the opposing hands team just forgets what football is um so See the Falcons. I mean, I guess to year. be to be fair, it kind of bounces off the hand at Kittle. Um, I'm watching it again now, but it's it's a perfectly bouncy ball. It's it's hard to get a hold of. Kittle can't get it, and the Lions just grab it. Which okay. I mean, that's what an onside kick is supposed to be. It's supposed to be hard to get a hold of. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. That's a good shout out. The Lions, like we said earlier, definitely did not fold in that game. You saw some good fight out of them. It'll be interesting to see what they do against the Packers on Monday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Well, my shout out is also going to be a football team, but I'm going to back it up to college. Uh, Shout out to my Oregon Ducks. They rolled in to the shoe there in Columbus, Ohio, and they beat number three in the nation, the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, came in with just an absolutely flawless game plan, executed it to perfection to shock the number three team in the country. Um, New rankings for college football came out just uh, on Monday here, and it propelled Oregon all the way from number 12 in the country to number four. So as things stand right now, Oregon is technically a playoff team in the college football playoff. And that makes me elated because not since the days of old Marcus Mariota has Oregon been ranked this high. So I'm cautiously optimistic moving forward for the Ducks. Uh, Oregon fans know that there's always one game every year that the Ducks screw up and it ends up costing us a chance at a national championship. I thought it was going to be this game. It wasn't. Um, and I'm excitedly nervous for what could be ahead for the Ducks this season. But I have to shout out that performance in Ohio to beat the Buckeyes. The Ohio State hasn't lost a regular season home game since Baker Mayfield and the Sooners did it to him in 2017. So shout out to my boys. All right. Fair enough. I'll allow it. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, do you have any call outs? Cause I don't. Um, I don't think so. All right. All I right. kind of thought I had one. Now I don't remember if I did. Apparently not. It wasn't that, uh, call out worthy. <laughs> yeah. It's not that stuck in my head, I guess. So fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, football season is back. Does the air not feel oh, like back? Does the air not feel like football air now? College football is going strong. NFL week one's done. Uh, Life's good. Life's good if you're a football fan. Yeah, it's exciting to be back. Sure is. Uh, And it was exciting for us, the Expansion Buddies, to be back for you, listeners, for another episode. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in again. 
Um, a little shout out to uh, whoever our Canadian listener is now checking the analytics the other day, Justin and I saw that we now have expanded our reach to the great white North in Canada. So whoever you are up there listening to us in Canada, we appreciate it. We appreciate all of you uh, who listen to us, wherever you listen from, whether it be iTunes, Google podcasts, Spotify, the can on a string, the uh, can on a string. The, uh. If you somehow got us on a radio station, first off, tell us how you did that. And then thanks for listening, wherever <laughs> it's from. Um, we will be back for you next Thursday. Uh, and until then, I've been Jared. That's been Justin. And never Hello. forget. Party like it's 1976.